Welcome to the Nova Church Podcast. Thanks for taking the time to get into God's Word with us today. To find out more, you can head to novachurch.com. Hey, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jesse. My name is spelt with one S. Why? I don't know. Um, you could ask my mum. She says the nurse spelt my name wrong, but you know, the nurse would probably say that my mum spelt my name wrong, but we don't know. But I'm unique. I got a special name. My, my family call me Jeese, which sounds like cheese, but it's not cheese. It's Jason. And um, I'm blessed with a unique name. I was born in Hamilton, New Zealand, bro. And um, I was born there at the age of birth and... And my family felt on their heart to move to Australia when I was one years old. So, and my parents, they have a radical journey and a radical turnaround of their lives. They were living in New Zealand, living a life apart from God. And then God came and transformed them using a Swedish Jesus movie that had crappy CGI in a room where no one else was in. God had an encounter with them in that moment and turned their lives around. Uh, we moved to a place called Narakort. Anyone who knows where Narakort is? Five of the rest of everyone. Uh, we lived there for a while and then we moved to Adelaide. Then we moved to a place called Murray Bridge, which is where uh, I met Pastor Sam and Hannah. I grew up there for a couple years of my life in a town called Murray Bridge. And, and it was powerful stuff. And, and God transformed my life, turned my life around. Uh, I'm not who I used to be. And that's something I take a lot of pride and confidence in, not because of what I've done in myself, but because of what God has done in me. And I'm, I want to, want to start by saying I'm not coming to you from a place of perfection. I'm not coming to you from a place of I've, I've got it all together, but I'm coming from a place of seeing the grace of God at work in my life. Hey, we're in the middle of a series and it's called Death to Religion. Turn to your neighbour and say, Death to Religion. Death to Religion. And, and this series is all about how the grace of God did what religion could not do. Pastor Sam uh, spoke about, uh, he used the ladder last week. Who remembers that? And he used this ladder to demonstrate what religion could not do. He showed us how religion tells us that in order to become a Christian, in order to live a life in relationship with God, we have to try and climb a ladder. But what Jesus did, demolished that and abolished it in order to see us in relationship with our Lord and Saviour. And he turns the plate around. Hands up if you're human. Gee, we're a bit quiet today. Hands up if we're human. Any humans in the, in the house of God today? Hands up, right? Keep your hands up. Keep your hand up if you're broken. Yes, right? Humanity is a broken thing. Wow, that's crazy. Crazy stuff. Disney, goodbye. Humanity is a broken thing. And that's what religion would tell us is that is that humanity is all good, humanity is fine, but humanity is a broken thing. And if we're honest, right, we'd all say in one way or another, we're all broken. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, no, my life's all GG. All GGG. I've got it all together. Work's going sweet. My friendships and relationships are going great. My, my life is kind of all sorted out. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, you know what? I am. I, I'm, I'm in the worst place I've ever been. 
Maybe you're here today and you'd say, hey, I'm actually living in some things that I haven't told anyone. But wherever we're at, wherever we uh, think we're in, in life, the truth is that we're all broken and we all need a Saviour, right? But here's what religion does. Religion comes and it tries to cover up our brokenness artificially. Right? Religion comes and tries to tidy us up and clean us up and make us live a perfect life to do all the right things without the heart behind it. Here's what the Bible says. Who loves the Word of God? Who loves the Word of God? Come with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 23, verses 27 to 28. It says this. It says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Woof. He's he's dropping H-bombs there. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the where? The outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of, whoa, the H-word again, hypocrisy and wickedness. You see, the Pharisees were this group of people and they were like the bee's knees in Israel. They were, they, were, they were elite. They were the upper class group of people. If you were a Pharisee, you were the man, right? And, and so what Jesus shows us in this scripture is that the Pharisees got something wrong. You see, the Pharisees tried to cover their brokenness and their sin with beautiful appearances, Here's the thing about whitewashed tombs, and this is what Jesus says. A whitewashed tomb looks real sick on the outside, right? It's got, it's got flowers. It's, it's, got, it's whitewashed. It's, it's sick. It looks sick on the outside, but on the inside, it's the same as every other tomb. It's got dead flesh in it. It's rotting on the inside. My message today, if you're, if you're taking notes, is take off your church clothes. Take off your church clothes. Not, not literally, please leave your church clothes on. Here's what I want to do. I got Tim Daniel uh, to come up. Tim is a staff member of mine. Come on up, Timmy. Come do some work, volunteer work for me. Um, and what we got here is some church clothes. These are some clothes I used to wear to church back in Murray Bridge, and I haven't worn them for a while. So what I want to do is an illustration. Tim, can you paint me? You're going to paint this shirt, yeah. So this is, this is humanity, right? Keep going, bro. If my mum sees this, which she probably is, she watches this every week, she's going to kill me. Sorry, mum. I do my own washing now. I'm 21. Yeah, keep going, bro. All right, that's enough. <laughs> is this is what humanity is like? Humanity is a mess. We're we're, we're broken. We're we're messy. And here's what religion tries to do. Church on Sunday, every Sunday. We haven't. We go to church every Sunday to try and cover up our mess. 
We got there. We put church on every Sunday. We do all the church things. We'll even smile like a Christian. We'll do all the church things. We'll, we'll serve in church. We'll chuck another piece of church clothing on. We, we work real hard to make it look like we've got it all together. Old church clothes that don't fit me anymore. That'll work. When I moved to Adelaide, I ate Maccas too much. We, 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 we work real hard to make it look like we've got it all together. We, we put different things on. We put different religious things on in order to make it look like we've got it all together. We chuck on serving. We chuck on platform opportunities. We, we chuck on leadership. We chuck on all these things to make it look like we've got it together. But on the inside, I'm still just as broken as I was before. We chuck on all of these things. Thanks, Timmy. That'll work. <laughs> to try and make it look like we've got our act together. To try and make it look like we're not like the person next to us. They're a bit more broken than us. I've got my church clothes on. I go to church every Sunday. I make it look like I've got it all together. But on the inside, I'm still just as broken as before. That's what religion will try and do to us. That's what religion says we have to do. Religion says, here's a, here's a list of 10 commandments. You follow them and you're all right. Here's a list of things that you do first and then you get to heaven. But what Jesus said, come on somebody. What Jesus did was to completely change this and to take our clothes, our church clothes off. He said, I'll come and I'll do what you can't do on your own. I've come to take off your church clothes. My goal today and my prayer is that somebody in this house would understand that you don't have to wear your church clothes anymore. You don't have to wear your church clothes anymore. You can take them off. Because Jesus came to wash our brokenness. Jesus came to clean our brokenness. And instead of covering it up, He wants to deal with it Himself. Come on, somebody in this house, give God an amen. Last time, you can, you can go, bro. See you, brother. Last time I, um, I was here, I talked a bit about my work. It's really hot. I talked a bit about my work and I get to work at a VP with a few guys from church and I get to be their boss and it's a bit of fun. And, and one of the things that we have is life change. It's called a car wash. There's no crazy Greek behind that. It does simply what it says. It washes cars. And, and one of the things that will happen is people will come in often and say, hey, how do I, um, is my car too big for this car wash? Is my car too big for this car wash? What's, what's the clearance on your car wash, mate? How, how big's your car wash, mate? It's about 2.25 metres, 0.55 centimetres. And so I did my math. And, but sometimes people will come and they'll say, your car wash is not big enough for my, my car. Your car wash isn't big enough for my car. And sometimes we do that with God as well. 
Sometimes we put on church clothes because we think our, our mess is too messy. Sometimes we put on church clothes because we think, why would a God that they sing about in church, who's powerful, holy, he's, he's the man, he's perfect, why would, why would that God want to get down on my level to clean my mess? Here's what the book of John says in chapter 13, verse 3 to 9. Are you with me, church? Read this with me. It says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured it into a water basin, poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Then he comes to Simon Peter and watch this. Peter says, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answers him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but after you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then not my feet, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. You see, Peter had a religious mindset. Peter had a religious mindset. Religion says that that God, that high and mighty, powerful God, why would he want to clean me? Why would he want to get down on my level to clean my feet? So what does he do? He puts on church clothes. He says, no, you can't clean my feet. I did some research into a part of this that I felt God was pointing out to me. And there's a part between verse 1 and 2. It says, he laid aside his outer garments. And when I looked into this, I found out that when Jesus was laying aside his garments, it was symbolic. See, the Bible doesn't joke around. Everything in the Bible is important. And so what I found was that that was actually symbolic of Jesus laying aside his kingship. What he's doing here is going, I'm going to take off that for a moment because you need washing. You see, although sometimes we might think that God only, only wants to clean perfect people, wants to be in the midst of perfect people, what Jesus shows us is that a perfect and holy God drops his kingship for a moment. He takes his garment off in order to show us that he wants to get down on our level in order to clean the brokenness in us. That he doesn't want us to put church clothes on in order to try and tidy up our mess or to try and keep ourselves clean. But he wants us to take off our shoes and, and let him clean us. He wants us to take off our church shoes. Say, Peter, take off your church shoes and let Jesus clean your feet. You see, what Peter thought was that Jesus didn't come to save him or to clean his feet. But what Jesus shows him here is that he wanted to clean even the messiest part of him. Feet are gross, disgusting. The grossest part of a human body is their feet. Get your feet away. If, if I see feet, I freak out. 
I just ask Aaron. You know, some other times that we might put on our church clothes we can think that we're able to fool God. Woo. You know, I live with two guys. Their names are Luke and Borum. And what I've noticed, you know, I like to eat a lot. And, and Borum will hide food from me. It's true. Just ask him. He bought a, a packet of, of chips the other day and he, and, he, and he put it in his room so I couldn't find it. But I, I found it. <laughs> because Borum thinks I'm a fool. <laughs> Look at this. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 2 to 4, says, There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight and what you have whispered in the ear and the inner rooms will be proclaimed. You see, sometimes we hide our, our mess from God because we think that he's a fool. We think that we can fool him. You know, we've been doing this since the beginning of time. What happened with Adam and Eve? They put church clothes on. They made leaves to try and hide their nakedness from God because they had done the wrong thing. Now, I don't, I don't say any of this to make you feel bad. Or hated. Because Jesus loved the world. God so loved the world that he sent his son. That's the reason he sent his son. And here's a truth. And we can't refuse it. Is God hates sin. The reason being is sin separates us from him. Just like a lover hates the distance between the one that he loves. Just like a mother hates anything that takes her from her child. God hates sin. He wants his children to be with him and to experience the freedom that he gives. However, religion gives an appearance of freedom and not the essence of freedom. Religion gives the appearance of faith, but not true faith. I came to tell someone it's time to take off your church clothes. It's time to step into the freedom that God has for you. It's time to take off the weight that you've been carrying and let God enable you to live freely. And here's my last point. Sometimes we put on church clothes because we're afraid of the consequences. You know, one thing I love, and if the, if the keys can get up, that would be sweet. One thing I love about summer is the beach. And something that people do on the beach is jetty jump. Crazy stuff. But, you know, there are people who will jump in and there are people who won't. And the difference between the people who will and the people who won't is some are afraid of the consequences. And maybe we put on our church clothes for the same reason. Because we're scared of the consequence. We're scared because we've got promises that God's given us, but if we... Don't live a perfect life. Are we ever going to fulfill them? But that's not true. Because we've got a faithful God. He's completely faithful. He's faithful. His word, the Bible says, His word does not return empty or void. His word does not return empty or void. There's a story of the Bible, in the Bible, of a man called David. And, and what the story is about is there's a woman called Bathsheba and she's married. And David commits adultery with this woman. And he tries to cover it by killing her husband. 
He tries to cover his sin by committing another sin. He tries to to cover his sin by getting rid of what he thought the problem was. He tries to get rid of it. He puts on church clothes to hide what he didn't want anyone to see, his brokenness. And what happens is there's a prophet and he comes to David and he tells David off. He rebukes David. I'm just going to paraphrase. You can pick this up in your own time. And he comes to David and tells him what he's done wrong. And and the thing about David is that God had given David a promise of kingship. But David had tried to cover his sin because he was afraid that the promise would be taken from him. But David remained faithful. God remained faithful, sorry. And he sent Jesus who was from the same line as David to be the king forever. And I've seen this in my own life. This is why I, I speak this, is I've seen this in my own life. Here's my testimony. I was saved when I was 15 in good old Murray Bridge. And then I, I, you know, my love for God continued to grow. My love for Him continued to, to flourish. But as I kept going, I lost the deeper meaning of faith and, and started to pursue things like opportunity to cover up. I thought, you know what? I can look the part and pretend to be the part and, and I'll be great. Everyone will be fooled. It'll be sweet as. But I had a similar thing happen to me with David. You see, you can't fool God. Here's how I know God gave my best friend a dream about some things that I was doing. A dream. I woke up the next morning, my life was never the same. Because I thought that I could fool God. I thought that I could continue to live in this thing. But here's the thing. God loves you more than what you think you can do for Him. He cares so much more about your being than your doing. And like I said before, he hates sin. He hates it so bad that he would be willing to send his only son. And so he gave my best mate a dream and turned my life upside down. And that whole season I thought was a curse, but let me tell you, it was the greatest blessing. Do you know why? Because it enabled me to take off my church clothes. It enabled me to live not in fake freedom, not in fake faith, but in true freedom. To live in in the freedom and the purpose that God had planned for me. Not in this false perfection or, or this fake religion, but to live truly in the grace of God. I came to tell somebody today, it's time to take off your church clothes. The grace of God is ready for you. He's not looking down on you and saying, what a fool, look at his brokenness. He's saying, child, come and look to me. Child, come and see the brokenness that you carry and let me clean it for you. Let me clean it for you. 
Thanks for joining us on the Nova Church Podcast. We hope this message impacted you in a powerful way. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe or you can head to novachurch.com for more.